Today is September 1st. Welcome to September. Yay! <laughs> Not very enthusiastic, right? It is September. Can you believe it? it's a gorgeous, sunny summer day, but it is already September. We were driving to Ottawa on Friday, Jana and I, and uh, as we're going along the, uh, the 40 heading into Ontario, uh, we saw a couple maple trees that had just turned this beautiful orange and yellow. And I said to Jan, I said, hey, look at the trees. And she goes, don't, don't look, deny it, do not look. So she shielded her eyes and looked away, right? But the fall is here, the leaves are already starting to turn. And so this being uh, the Labor Day weekend, we always highlight our student ministry on, on that Sunday. For the last couple of years, we've tried to promote student ministry and uh, try to highlight some of the things that the church is involved in, but also uh, things that you are involved in, and ministries that are in the city that are doing a fantastic work on different campuses around the city that we partner with, ministries that we help to support in one way or another, uh, but ministries that we believe in, that we try to partner with as often as we can, that are making a difference on, on high school campuses, at CEGEP, and at university campuses just in, in this city, but specifically in this immediate area. Uh, we have a fantastic student ministry here. Pastor Tim and Aaliyah are just fantastic student pastors, and we are so grateful for them. But they are, uh, Pastor Tim is right now on paternity leave. So he has left us for a little uh, time. As you know, just two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, they had their twin babies. They were born. Maybe some of you saw them last week. They are healthy and doing well, but Tim has taken the next little bit of time off to help coordinate. They've gone from a family of four now to a family of six, and that makes brings some big changes. So Pastor Tim is not here with us on Student Sunday, obviously. And Jonatus, who's done a fantastic job with outreach, has picked up some of the student ministry responsibilities, and uh, he has done a great job in carrying on some of that ministry for Pastor Tim as he's away. But, Pastor, uh, but Jonatus is on, still on his honeymoon right? So he's not here for Student Sunday. And the last time I was a youth pastor was 1992, so I'm it, folks. <clears throat> I am your student ministry leader today. Yay. <laughs> All right, great, right? It's been a long time, although our, our time in Thailand, we were connected with universities and did some student ministry over there, so I'm not that far removed from the whole process, so it's kind of neat. But today we want to highlight some of the ministries that we partner with, some of the ministries that we believe in that are doing a, an incredible work on uh, campuses around Montreal. <clears throat> there are about 500,000 students between the age of 15 and 24 in the Montreal area. 500,000 students. That's just an incredible number. Uh, just in our immediate area, we, there's about 120,000 students in walking distance of the church, which is just an incredible statistic as well. And so we want to be able to highlight some ministries today. So I'm going to ask if our, if our group can come forward. We have three people here with us today. David Ritz uh, with Missions Canada and Red Frogs. Daniel Klingelhofer uh, with InterVarsity, and she uh, focuses on uh, international students. And Daniel Denome. Dano May, I'm sorry. Daniel, I got that right. I uh, got that wrong in both services. So I'm batting a thousand. Daniel is with Power to Change. And these are ministries um, that uh, are functioning on campuses in, in our immediate area. And so we just want to be able to, to highlight them, to talk to them today, to hear what God is doing on our campuses. 
Uh, Pastor Tim has created a, an incredible ministry here with uh, Friday night activities for the youth and uh, discipleship programs, uh, training and discipleship Sunday mornings. Uh, he's also a coach at Westmount High School, and uh, he's uh, developed the, the young adult group with campouts and, and uh, retreats and uh, small groups and connect groups, and they're, they're running about 65 people and young adults. So it's just incredible what uh, you are involved in as a church in helping to, to uh, develop our youth for the future, not only here at the church, but out there in the workplace and on campus. So guys, welcome. We're glad you're here today. You guys are on the front line serving on campus. Let's give them a hand today. Daniel, you're with Power to Change. Talk to us about Power to Change and what they do and what you do for them. So Power to Change is on campuses across Canada and uh, all across Quebec as well. Uh, I work at McGill with my wife, Christina, and one of our goals is to change the world by helping students discover Jesus. So we believe when students discover Jesus, it will change their lives and the lives of people around them. And so we have two main focuses on the campus. One would be in equipping Christian students to share their faith with their friends in a way that's non-intimidating. And secondly, to invite those who are not of the Christian faith to explore faith. And so we do these things through Bible studies, through prayer meetings, through retreats, through outreaches. And uh, our goal is that as students explore the, the faith or explore the message of Jesus, it'll change their lives. Fantastic. David. So I'm the, uh, re uh, the Quebec Regional Coordinator for Red Frogs and uh, a newly appointed position. And uh, the goal of Red Frogs is to uh, unmistakably influence a generation for good and for God and to equip the local church to be involved in ministry uh, to the local campuses. It's an international support network that was started in Australia 20 years ago in response to the party scene that was happening there uh, by a youth pastor named Andy Gurley. And in Canada, we it expanded to Canada in 2011 in the Niagara region uh, at Brock University. And since then, it's expanded from coast to coast um, where we just went from 16 campuses to 20 campuses. And it's essentially just a platform for the church to be the extended hands and feet of Jesus on campuses. 20 campuses in Canada. This year, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, so we have a, a, a presence on 20 campuses that is sharing the gospel through Red Frogs. Yeah. How many campuses uh, power to change? Any idea? I know you're in every it province. It would be around 50. Around 50 campuses as a national organization. Yeah. Fantastic. Danielle. Yeah, so I work with InterVarsity Canada, and basically our mission statement is being shaped by the Word and led by the Holy Spirit. We are seeking the transformation of youth, students, and graduates in all their ethnic diversity into fully committed followers of Jesus. And so for myself, I work with the International Student Fellowship at McGill, and so we also have an undergraduate fellowship that my colleagues Seb and Morgan work with, um, but for myself, I'm mostly focusing, focusing on the international students. And so really what we are doing is we are building a community where students can come and find a home away from home. They can come experience family, love, and care. Um, and for the Christian students, uh, we really believe that they have been sent to Canada to share the gospel with 
um, with the campus of McGill and to, to love the students that are in their midst. And so we do things like Bible study, prayer meeting, uh, monthly dinners where we want to just welcome the international students into Montreal and into uh, the campus of McGill. And yeah, we believe that it is our calling as Christians to extend hospitality to newcomers, um, to help them adjust to this new place. And so we work through topics of faith and culture and and the, how that can kind of be together and not this separate thing. Um, but also we want uh, the Christian students to be sharing their, their faith on campus. So similar to Power to Change, um, we are equipping them to do that within their, within their context. Yeah, so you work a lot with international students. Yes. Yeah, primarily international students. Yeah. And what are some of the challenges there? What are some of the, the joys? What are some of the rewards in, in working with international students? Well, I think some of the joys are the students that I get to hang out with and get to know. Actually, a couple of them are here today in the crowd. Um, and so there is a student named Patricia that is here. And Isabel, who is a student leader in our community, and she's actually a Canadian uh, Métis student. Um, but I think just getting to know each other's cultures has been a very joyful thing because I think that when, when, we, when we are called to love one another and how we do that is that we actually need to know people, where people are coming from um, because we all view the world very differently because of the context that we have grown up in and so learning to honor one another's cultures. Um, but I think this past year, just really seeing a lot of students grow as leaders um, and really growing into who uh, God has made them to be. And so seeing them being able to lead out of, out of that place has been very beautiful. Um, another student that goes to church here, her name is Zabaya. Uh, she gave me permission to share this, so don't worry. Um, but she, uh, I was mentoring with her are mentoring her, meeting up one-on-one -on -one with her throughout the course of last semester, and really saw her grow, uh, and really grow in confidence as a, as a leader and who God has made her to be. Um, and another another success I would say is uh, just seeing people from other faith backgrounds or no faith backgrounds come and get connected with our fellowship and uh, begin to ask questions. Um, and then I think your other question was obstacles, right? Okay, obst obstacles. Um, yeah, I would say just um, I think because international students have, there's a lot of challenge as it is moving to a new place. There is, it's very, on the one hand, it's very exciting and there's a lot of opportunity for that students are open to exploring different things. And so there is that uh, way that we are able to share the gospel, but then I think there's also, um, at McGill, there is um, a very intense study environment, and so sometimes, a lot of times, that can pull people away from getting connected with a, with a community, um, and so I think that is one of the obstacles uh, that, we, that we face. Yeah, sure, the intense study, right, pulls people away from other commitments as well, mm -hmm. right? Uh, David, talk to us a little bit about uh, what Red Frogs does and what it is. Yeah. So um, 
Red Fox is a, a, a brand that I, I believe in a lot, and part of the reason is because it's a very diverse kind of brand. They really want the church to be serving in campuses, and so however that looks. So for example, in the Niagara region, they do grocery runs. The, the, uh, a church, a young adults group, they, they, they rent buses, and the, once, once a week they drive students uh, to grocery stores. Uh, at McGill, when we've done, uh, the, we found out that McGill is one of the top party schools in Canada. Uh, I think it's like top five, according to McLean's magazine. And, uh, and, and so we realized that there was a really big party culture on campus. And so how do we address this? Um, and so Red Frogs is a, a harm reduction uh, brand. And so we spent time figuring out how we can be involved in the parties. And so. Uh, what we do is essentially coordinators of di various parties um, will invite us to come in and we hand out water, we hand out food, we take them to first aid, medical help. Um, we do everything we can to make sure that students are safeguarded. Um, we really want to see the culture shift. We want to be about culture change and we're actually seeing that happen quite a bit. Um, since the first frosh we got involved with five years ago to now has been a remarkable difference. Uh, the first aid team I was talking to last night, they were saying we, there is a noticeable difference at the parties where you're at versus the ones that you're not at. And we actually, it's the first question we ask is, is Red Frogs going to be there? And if the answer is no, they're like, <sighs> okay. Um, because really what we function as is the fence at the top of the cliff and not the ambulance at the bottom. The first aid help, the, they don't have time to hand out water to the masses and make sure people are okay. So we also go around, we patrol, we walk through the venues and the places that we're at, trying to find to make sure if students are, are, are okay or if they need help. Um, and it's been, uh, it's been an incredible experience. Um, as you can imagine, we're really busy with Frosh and uh, that's one of our busy times, but it doesn't stop there. Um, we have probably about five weeks throughout the academic year uh, worth of activities to do. So um, we've really seen the culture shift and change to want to be more inclusive of making sure that students are taking okay. We've gone from, is that vodka? Uh, to, oh, water, great, thank you, I need it. So uh, we're seeing the, the, the culture change. Yeah, so uh, Red Frogs is an organization uh, that is really a sober presence, right, at, uh, on campus. Uh, they become a trusted partner with the university to look after the, well, the welfare, the well-being of the students. Uh, when I lived overseas, I had an opportunity to be in Australia and, and be with the founder, actually, Andy Grulet, and we had done some Red Frog ministry over there. Red Frog is a candy. It's an Australian candy called Red Frog. And uh, when Andy started this ministry, um, he was trying to get into these parties, into this atmosphere to share uh, Christ, to, to be um, just um, a, a positive, sober presence uh, on campuses. And uh, he was trying to, to go, uh, to get into these things, He'd banging on the doors and opening up the doors, and he'd say, hey, would you guys like to come to church with me? Or, hey, can I come in and talk? Does anybody have any questions? Or, and, he, and the doors would just keep slamming on his face, and he, and he knew that God wanted him to be there, and he knew that he needed to have a, some kind of an impact. And so he said he was down in a, in a, in a little uh, convenience store, and he was just praying and saying, God, how do I get into these campuses? How do I get in to share the gospel, to be, to be a positive influence uh, when, when all this stuff is happening? And, and he said, I just felt the Holy Spirit drop into my, my heart to give out candy. And he said, I looked down, and there, there were the red frogs. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a common brand 
in Australia. He said, I grabbed a couple bags of Red Frog. I paid for them. I went back into the same doors, the same building, the same parties. I banged on the doors and I said, hey, who wants some Red Frogs? Yeah, come on in. And he said, that was my access in. And he said, I, I then became their friend. I then had the opportunity to be that sober presence, to walk with them and to share the gospel. And that has now become an international organization that is on campuses around the world uh, trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ through doing good. That's where they start, is the doing good, and then they build on that. It's an incredible opportunity. We've partnered with them here in Montreal, and with what David is doing, it's, uh, it's just a fantastic uh, ministry. Uh, Daniel, talk to us about Power to Change. Talk to, talk to us about the impact that you're seeing that have at McGill University and others. Yeah, so I would say... Uh, in, in terms of Red Frogs, it actually connects quite well with our, our ministry because Red Frogs is kind of the pre-evangelism tool and we want to equip our students to be sharing their faith with their friends. I find uh, that it's quite easy for uh, students at McGill, uh, Christian students, to come into the Christian bubble and kind of live in the Christian bubble for their four years and never get out of the Christian bubble. And so we like to encourage our students to be involved in connecting with those around them. One of the ways both my wife and I have been involved in Red Frogs, others in our ministry we've been encouraging this past week to get involved in Red Frogs. I think it's a great way to uh, connect with students around us. And so our one of our main goals this, this year is to uh, teach or encourage our students how to get out of that Christian bubble and how to live out their Christian faith in a real way for people around them. So that it's not just the Christian group in their Christian bubble, but the Christian group that's actually outreaching to people, that's actually connecting with friends around, around us. And so our, one of our main goals this year is that any, any student at McGill or other student uh, in, on different universities across Canada, that's, that's a Christian would learn how to share their faith with their friends in a real way and show them that it's not just about a Thursday night or a Sunday morning commitment, but it's about a lifestyle uh, that is different. Yeah, and, and what some of you may not know is that some of our young adults this weekend, uh, even today, are serving uh, on campuses with Red Frogs today, being that, um, that harm reduction and sober presence on, on campuses, which is uh, uh, what we've partnered with as a church, which is fantastic. Uh, Dan, you, you were talking earlier um, this morning about uh, the collaboration between other ministries and organizations here, and you work a little bit uh, on a national level. You've been around a while that you've connected there. Talk to us about the uniqueness of what's happening here in Montreal. So I've been on staff for 10 years with Power to Change, and uh, as we look across Canada, uh, in terms of uh, partnerships with Power to Change and other organizations, uh, it's, it's hard to find something like we see in Montreal. Uh, over the past number of years, we've worked to build relationships with whether it's Red Frogs or InterVarsity, uh, and, and even uh, the, your church, for example. And uh, across Canada, I think people in general are quite busy doing the different ministries. We're seeing the culture shift and trying to shift with it or shift in doing ministry with it. And so often I don't think we feel like we have the time to build connections with the other campus ministries or with other churches. Uh, and across Canada, I haven't seen any connection point like we have in Montreal with the different campus ministries. Uh, just to give an example of our connection with your church, uh, with the, the Lighthouse, we, we use it quite regularly and uh, they, they give it to us to use, uh, which is 
uh, I would say fairly rare that you'd find churches that are just willing to give up that space for us to use, and it saves us a great deal of resources as well in, in that. So we're so thankful for the connections that we have with the campus ministries and with churches across, across Montreal. Yeah, so that's, that's where you're connected as a church. Uh, you're connected um, because you've given the offering and you help support the church, and we have these two beautiful buildings right downtown and we're able to offer space to some of these ministries when they need it. If, uh, we, if we didn't offer the space to them, they'd have to find space, and they'd have to pay for space. Then that means they have to raise the money to pay for that space. And all of those things, you can see the domino effect that it has. Uh, and that takes time away from actually doing the ministry or the training or the development or the appreciation dinners or, or the things that they're doing. And so by us as a church being able to partner with them, uh, we're able to give them space and let them use the lighthouse where they can come in and continue to serve each other, to be discipled, to uh, have training sessions, and then to be able to be refreshed and go back onto campus and, and continue with effective ministry. And so as a church, uh, good on you for being able to provide space for, for ministries like Power to Change uh, where they can come and they can meet. Um, Danielle, with the international students, there's a unique component that you have because uh, they're all going to go back to their home countries eventually. Not all of them, but some of them. Will they come, they get the education, and then they go back and they apply it. Talk to us about that unique opportunity that you have to share the gospel with them that they can take back to their home countries. Yeah, I think there's this cool picture of like gathering and then like scattering and like this, it kind of just like continues. Like, and so I think uh, it's a really, really special opportunity um, when we think about like going overseas and doing missions and things like that. That's also very important. But if we, if we look around, we see that God has actually brought the nations to us. And so that's very, very significant. And so uh, this is an opportunity where we can actually share the gospel with the nations and then they can actually go out into the world, into their own context and culture and be able to share that with their friends, their families back, back home. And so that is um, a vision that, and kind of an end goal that we have with, with international student uh, ministry. Yeah, that's great. And you've been 10 years with Power to Change, Daniel. You're five years, yeah. you've been with Missions Canada how long? Five? Uh, well, with Missions Canada officially one. One year. Yeah, I was okay. just deployed actually. In oh, August. yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. And uh, Danielle, you've been one year with this uh, is my, yeah. So talk to us about uh, now that you got your feet wet, what, what does the future look like? Oh, there's so much to learn. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this past year it's been a lot of learning, a lot of getting to know, because I think. Uh, I think in, when, it, when you come to a new place, you really need to get to know um, the context that you're in in order to be able to share the gospel well. And so I think um, even this summer, I was able to go to East Asia uh, on a mission partnership there and just really learned about the, the um, value of being in relationship with people and that actually as you're in relationship, people see your life and how you live and they become curious about you as you build that trust. And so I think going forward in the next five years, that's something I really want to go after is really deepening 
those friendships and having this community where we do life together, we share life together, we share the struggles and the joys, um, and really this diverse group of people that um, some people that come into our community are interested in Jesus and want to explore that, and some people that come into our community are not, and they just want to find that sense of love and uh, belonging, and we extend that hospitality and welcome them in. Uh, and I think in the next, in the future, through that building of relationship, um, that they would come to know, come to know uh, Jesus and be transformed by, by his love. And you've seen your leadership grow uh, yeah. over last year to this year. I think you said you had three leaders and now uh, you've got five that are trained and ready to go. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, we have a leadership retreat that is coming up next weekend. And so uh, I think I really see how God has been raising up the leaders in the community this past year. And even moving forward, uh, something that we are hoping is we are, we are starting a prayer meeting where we can help the other Christian students in the community understand what the vision is of international student ministry so that we can further develop the leaders to uh, be able to share and uh, understand why we share our faith and why that's important and that it comes from being transformed by God's love for ourselves first uh, to be able to share and it's actually through him that we are able to share his love with with others and um, through our testimony and what he's done in our own lives. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, David, talk to us a little bit about the first time you did a Red Frogs event and uh, uh, just what you felt God was doing in your heart then. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the environments we're in are, are pretty intense, especially the first frosh that we, we were involved with. Uh, harm reduction and sober initiatives were relatively new. Um, and uh, and so we were, we were in a hydration station and we're handing out water like crazy and uh, we try and set up zones or like like chairs for people to just relax and get away from it and uh, as I'm serving I heard behind me and I was like oh no and uh, I, I turned around and sure enough a, a girl had puked all over herself and the floor and I was like oh god help me um, and uh, I don't even like my baby's puke, never mind alcohol-infused uh, vomit. So uh, I, I just, I, I, I got down and I started cleaning her legs and her feet, and I just sensed the Holy Spirit saying, as you do the least of these, you do unto me. And there was just a profound sense of peace through all of it. Um, and, and it's happened a few times. The Holy Spirit has really met us in the chaos of what's going on. Uh, I remember one event that happened that was actually shut down by the police and the, the, the fire department because the guy had OD'd. And, uh, and it, was, it was so chaotic. And um, I, I was praying. I'm like, Lord, if we're not going to make a difference in here, you need to take me out because I can't, I can't handle this. It's too heavy in my heart. Um, send someone else to do it but I, I, I don't know. And uh, uh, as we were leaving, um, and we were driving down St. Laurent, I was driving some of the volunteers home. Uh, as we're driving down St. Laurent, there's an ambulance there. There's a fire truck there. There's police at this bar. And it just hit me that we were at one party. And then as we're driving down the street, it's like, this is just one street of many in Montreal. 
And then it was like, and Montreal is just like one city in Quebec. And Quebec is just one province in Canada. And it just like, and then it was just like God was saying like, you hurt for one party? There's nothing that is hidden from my eyes. Imagine how much my heart aches. And so I was just like, okay, Lord, I will do my part that you have called me to do so that we can, we can try and change the culture. And what we're seeing is, is we're seeing the culture change in front of our eyes. Um, we're seeing the, the ambulances are coming less and less and less and almost not even coming at all. Um, we're just, it, it's, it's incredible to see how the Lord has used McGill. And it actually just means that our requests keep getting more and more and more. And, uh, and so even this year, they wanted us to be going, going around the McGill ghetto and like going to pre-parties. Uh, they wanted us at the open air pub uh, for like two weeks straight from noon to nine. And I was like, ah, we can't do it all. Um, and so the Lord has just opened up the doors in an incredible way from something very simple like handing out a cup of water. Yeah, so you're short-staffed. Yeah. You got, <laughs> you got more opportunities than more you opportunity, have people, yes. right? Yeah. And so we try to partner with them, and maybe God's speaking to some of you today, saying, boy, that's something that's close to my heart, and maybe I could get connected with one of these different organizations, and I can help out on campus. There's no shortage of need, right? And and you're, you're all focused in very different elements and avenues of campus, which is really, really important. Uh, I know that it's important that you stay focused. The need, there's no shortage of need. Mm -hmm. And when you stay focused and you work it in that area where God has called you to, you will see change and you will see growth and you will see development. Uh, but I, I know that you're short-staffed. And I know that all three of you could use more people and more leaders to expand beyond what you're doing. And, and we just counted a privilege to, to partner with you guys in the areas where you're serving. Uh, Daniel, talk to us, what would you like to see happen in the future? What do you, where do you see this, this going for power to change? Yeah. Um, so one of the areas this year that we're really going to be focused on is talking about issues that students are actually asking. Uh, I think it's easy to be a Christian group that talks about a few very narrow Christian issues that no one really cares about. And we want to talk about things that actually people are interested in. So over the next month or two, we'll be talking about Aboriginal rights and how that connects with Christianity, the environment, how that connects with the message of Jesus, uh, sexual ethics, how that connects with what Jesus would speak about. And so we want to talk about things that students are actually interested in and engage them in this in this message. Uh, so over the next year, you can pray that at Power to Change, we'll become a group that actually talks about things that people are actually interested in. That's not just a group that is so narrowly uh, in a Christian bubble that we'll just live in that Christian bubble for the coming years. And uh, I, I don't think we've arrived at the place where I want us to be, but I think we're trying to go in that direction. So that would be one of our main prayer requests for the next year. Yeah, and so you bring in some professors and some, some of those with doctorates in those areas to, to do some of this conversation, right? Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I think we've been guilty of in the past is a staff pretending that we know all these issues. Uh, I am not an expert in, for example, Aboriginal issues on the campus. And so if I come in and give a talk on it, it doesn't really mean that much to McGill students that are expecting the, the highest educational uh, like institution to be speaking to them. And so we're uh, this time going to bring in someone who's working on our PhD, I believe, in that, that issue, and bring in people that are actually experts in that issue, as opposed to a staff coming in and pretending like we know all the issues and how to deal with 
the various issues that we are, we're wanting to talk about on campus. Yeah, fantastic. David, how can Evangel get involved and where's the future of Red Frogs? Go yeah, um, well, Josh over there in the yellow shirt has been a fantastic volunteer for us. Uh, June has been, been great and they've been bringing people along and that, that's, that's been great. Um, we, we need your prayers during these intense seasons. Uh, we feel the spiritual heaviness that we're in. January especially is a very, very hard month for us. Um, we, we almost have an event every night in January and the, the level of intensity of those events are, are, are they far exceed Frosh. So please be covering us in prayer, cover our volunteers. We are in very intense environments and so we, we want their hearts guarded. Um, and and the, the, the future that I see, um, like at, at McGill, I would love to see all 13 residences adopted and that we could take the Red Frogs brand and it's like, yeah, go grab some pizza, grab some board games and go hang out um, so that we can continue the relationships that we build at the parties and we're actually like going into the residences and going and hanging out there. Uh, there's no end of expansion that we can do in McGill. But recently, my heart, uh, this Anglophone heart, has been really stirred um, for Francophone ministry. And uh, our Southern Baptist friends, they did a huge study on North America because they wanted to see where resources could be better utilized. And they discovered that uh, the, they, they wanted to see where is the least accessibility to the gospel. So they tried to look at proactive uh, campus groups and churches within a 10-mile radius of, of universities. And what they discovered was, was the top 50 campuses with the least accessibility to the gospel are all in Canada. 36 of those are here in Quebec. And so uh, this was a shocking statistic to me. And, uh, and, and so um, within the network of churches that I'm, I'm connected to, um, they, they were saying, historically, we've been on the SAGEFs, but we're kicked off. Could Red Frogs work on the SAGEFs? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I would love to figure that out. And so my wife and I have been taking French language courses to try and figure this out. Um, my prayer is that in the next year I can hand off some of the responsibilities of McGill and, and jump full time into like really studying French and the, the campuses because it's not okay that, we're, that there, there are campuses that have no accessibility to the gospel. Um, I, I, I'm I'm not okay that students can't engage with that. So how can we begin to change that and see that culture change? Yeah, fantastic. So these are three missionaries uh, serving in our own city, serving on campuses. And uh, you're on the front lines. Uh, I, I, I know all three of them, they have to raise their own funds for their personal finances. They have to raise funds for ministry. Uh, some of the ministry funds might come through the university, might come through some grants, but for the most part, you guys are raising your own funds. And so we try to do our part at Evangel by supporting them in the ways that we can. But we are truly grateful for your passion and for your ministry on campuses here in Montreal. These are folks that are serving on the front line, and maybe some of you can find a way to partner with them as well. Let's give them a hand today for their ministry and for their commitment to serve in this great city. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to ask us all to stand. Just as we uh, kind of wind down this morning's service, I'm going to ask if all of our students would come to the front. If you're in uh, school at any level, uh, whether you are just starting out, 
uh, you're in high school, maybe you're at, uh, at CEGEP, you're at university, you're in a doctoral program, where whatever phase of student you are, I want you to come to the front that we can pray for you. Just come and stand right across the front. Doesn't matter your age or the level of education you're in. You are a student that has influence where you are. And we want to pray that God would just anoint you and pour his spirit out upon you, that you would be protected, that you would be kept safe, and that you would be uh, an influencer uh, at school, wherever that might be. We have piles of students coming. Just come on right up to the front. Move right across. Step in a little bit so the others can find their way. These aren't all our students. We had students in the first service. We have a lot of students that are downstairs in the kids zone. We have students that are serving on campuses today. 120,000 university students are within walking distance of this facility. 120,000. How many know there's still work to be done? Share the gospel. So find a place where you can get connected, whether it's prayer, uh, whether it is just by partnering with uh, what some of these organizations are doing, or whether it's actually volunteering some hours to help serve. We have a great opportunity right here in this building. And my prayer is that we would have connection and influence, that we would see uh, our student body increase on a Sunday morning people coming to, on that search, on that journey for Jesus. I'm going to ask if some of our lead team members and some of our ministry team, if they would just come in and fill in behind our students so that we can pray for them. And as I pray over them, would you just stretch out a hand, folks, as you're in your seat, just stretch out a hand towards them. And uh, let's pray for them. Let's pray for influence, for safety, and for opportunity for them. Let's just take a moment as we go to prayer. Would you do that right now? Just begin to pray for our students at the front. You pray for them, and then I'll lead you in prayer in just a moment. Father, we're so grateful for these students. We thank you for the influence that they have. Lord, give them opportunity to be strong in their school, to be strong in their place of education. Give them opportunity to be a leader, to influence those around them, to influence them for the gospel, uh, for uh, things that are positive. So, Father, we just ask that you would use them, protect them, keep them safe, anoint them, uh, whether they're starting out school or they're finishing up their doctoral program. Lord, I pray that there would be influence in all of them. Keep them safe. Keep their heart true and their eyes turned towards you. Give them opportunity to share their faith with boldness in a way that connects with their friends, that connects with their students around them. We ask that you anoint them, that you use them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give our students a hand today. Can we do that? If you see a student, hug a student today. Will you do that? Just as you guys are heading back to your seats, we have some gifts at the back when you're leaving today. They'll be at the back. The uh, folks back there will give you them. Everybody else, let me, can I just close our service in prayer? Just a quick prayer before we go. 
and just pray that God would continue to use this church as an influencer in this city. That we would continue to do good, love each other, and continue to reveal Jesus in the things that we do. Let me pray for you just as we dismiss. Father, we are so grateful for the opportunity to come and be a part of what you're doing in this great city. Continue to use us as a church as we partner with organizations like Power to Change and like Red Frogs and Missions Canada and like InterVarsity. Lord, allow us to find ways where we can grow in ministry with them and grow in influence with them. As we leave today, Lord, I pray that you would give us opportunity to do good in our community, that you'd give us opportunity to love each other, to be good to our neighbors, and that you would allow us to reveal Jesus in the ways that we can. So, Father, be with us as we go. Use us, strengthen us, give us the ability to share your love with someone around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless, folks. Thank you so much for coming and being here today.